Who's got the the best drinking ability? Is it the Irish or the Australians, mate? Oh, I'd have to say the Irish. Oh, you've just lost a whole bunch of listeners, mate. Oh, uh, well, we can. I'm up for a competition. I'm up. I'll be there. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell. Talking business ownership, the nuts and bolts, and everything in between. G'day and welcome to another episode of the Tradies Business Show. Great to have you listening. Thanks for your ear holes. And uh, yeah, the next 45 minutes or so is very cool interview with a lad from Ireland. He's uh, he's still sporting a fairly decent accent and I don't know, he's a bit uh, deluded. He seems to think the Irish are, are better at our national sport here in Australia. But jokes aside, this is a great chat about a tradie, a chippy, who has uh, started a digital business. And um, better than that, he started a digital business or an online business to help tradies. So pretty cool product that that, uh, Keith and his partners have put together. It's called Connex Jobs, C-O-N-X Jobs. You might have seen them on social media a bit. And um, love what these guys are doing and uh, really enjoyed my chat with Keith. Very inspiring story. Um, very interesting story, actually. And you should definitely check it out. So um, stick around to the end. We'll give you some more details on uh, where to find them and how it all works. But uh, definitely exciting stuff for the industry. And as Keith said in here, uh, the construction industries in Australia are booming on the whole. So fantastic opportunities for tradies here in this country. And maybe an island as well, I don't know. Anyway, uh, strap yourself in, have a listen, and uh, I'll see you at the other end. So joining me on the Tradies Business Show today is a man who I can understand. Uh, Apparently not everybody can do that. But I'm chatting with Mr. Keith Moore from Connex Jobs. Keith, welcome to the show, mate. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Um, It's a huge pleasure to be here, and I have to say I haven't... uh, I listen to podcasts every morning, kind of on my cycle in. I've about a forty-minute cycle in and out of um, the office, which is new to me because I obviously used to be a carpenter. But um, since since I've been invited on here, I've been listening to lots of the shows. And I actually this morning I was listening to the one was it Amelia from? No, oh, yeah, Undercover the Architect. The Undercover Architect, and I thought she was absolutely brilliant. But what really got me was when she was telling me about living in the Byron hinterlands. How much I love that I got to live up there for about six months in 2011, and it just got me all nostalgic and got me wondering, what am I doing cycling through Sydney traffic? <laughs> mm. Now, you said cycling through Sydney traffic. Were you riding a push bike? Riding a push bike, yeah. Um, so, well, I've had, we, we've had our first child about seven weeks ago, so oh, wow. there isn't enough hours in the day to run a business look after a child and exercise. So I figured that <laughs> a 40 minute cycle in and out is actually quicker than the bus. And as well as that, it means that you don't have to spend 40 minutes or an hour doing exercise when you get home. So you get to, you get to spend it with, with your family. So it kind of kills two birds with the one stone and it gets the blood flowing when you, when you get into an office. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not a hundred percent used to being an office worker. 
so uh, for me, it's good to have that stimulation and kind of get the blood flowing before I get into work. Awesome, mate. So uh, you must be a fairly brave man, Keith, to to cycle in Sydney traffic, mate. Oh, I tell you, there is some hairy moments. You, you kind of have to have your wits about you, and, and, and it, it does make you a lot of very aware. You have to be concentrating 100% of the time. It would get you nice and sharp for uh, a day in the office, mate. Everything else would seem pretty exactly, easy compared to that. Exactly. When you've had a near-death experience in the way to office, you feel thankful for the day. <laughs> <laughs> nice, mate. You wouldn't take any crap at work anyway. No. <laughs> so, Keith, uh, clearly the listeners can pick up a bit of an accent. You're from New Zealand, yeah? Yeah. Don't wind <laughs> me up. Don't wind me up. I thought you were going to say England. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you, mate. I know I know how I've got some friends from Ireland, and uh, I know never to, to uh, confuse the two, mate. So... Um, you are from uh, the Emerald Isle. Uh, I am from the Emerald Isle. I'm from Dublin City, so I'm a, a city boy. So we kind of grew up pretty close to um, maybe 10 minutes outside Dublin City Centre. Yeah, nice, mate. And how long since you left the motherland? Yeah, I suppose that kind of leads me into the, the story of how I got here and and how I am Let's have where it, I am today. Yeah. Um, in, about 2009, it was January 2009, actually, we just, we were waiting on my wife to finish her master's in finance, and we kind of always said that we'd go off traveling and do a bit of a, do a bit of a world tour. So off we went, so we went to South America for maybe four months, and we went into the ski season in New Zealand and Queenstown, and got to Australia in September 2009 with the, the aim of staying here for the one-year working holiday visa that everyone does, and the two of us actually just fell in love with the place. We made some really good Australian friends and with, with the GFC going on back home, we didn't leave because of it, but um, it, it's probably a big part of the reason we didn't rush back, but we had lots of Irish friends here as well. So we had, we had a good community base and, and yeah, so we just kind of, we really set about staying here, um, which was awesome. I had a carpentry as a skill. So I kind of, it kind of led me into the first problem to to like how we got the concept of connect rolling in our head because although I had the skills as a carpenter, I, I found it really hard to to get carpentry work, even though that you know there was so, there was so much work going on here, but I had to go to like shake hands with people, like friends were telling me, hey, you should go up to the pub and just talk to people with high vis vests to see if you can kind of get a job and there was other people kind of saying gum tree was um gum tree was an option <laughs> yeah which was like geez you could buy a fridge or do whatever you want on there and there's me looking for a carpentry <laughs> job um yeah but that kind of got us thinking anyway so i started out just working as a laborer and eventually kind of got a role as a carpenter and a friend of mine came out and the two of us started working together and yeah, we, we, we had our own kind of little thing going to the two of us. We were getting a picking up bits and pieces of carpentry work, but like anything, it was really word of mouth. You worked for one guy and he might give you a recommendation and it was a real, it was a real struggle to kind of find a, to find a way to, to grow, grow yourself and just to, to find more work back in, 2009, 10, 11, there, there was no real um, central pre place for construction. Mm. But um, 
after that though we kind of we struggled actually to to get permanent residency so we did as i mentioned at the start there that we went up to um to byron bay and we did farm work to get an extra year extension on our visa in the hinterland of byron which was absolutely amazing we did maybe three months i think out there in a place called wine wine which is in between like byron and lismore which is just and um, if anyone knows all the all the hippies up there it was definitely an eye-opening experience did you get some dreadlocks mate while you're up there i didn't get dreadlocks but i definitely had a very long flowing locks of hair and <laughs> when i went back to ireland that christmas because we actually we actually got engaged up there myself and my now wife so we went back to christmas that year in 2011 and I got a lot of slagging from <laughs> all my friends for my long flowing locks. But if they if they could have seen where I was living, they would have understood. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just not the most important thing to cut your hair when you're up there, mate. No, no, this is other priorities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it was from I could have lived my life in Byron. I have to say, I loved it so much. But um, my wife. She, she'd obviously been in finance and corporate banking. She was just, I came home one day. I had this job where I used to cycle along the, the, the tea tree um, lakes out to the, out to the job. Um, I was a carpenter up there with a company. And I came home one Monday evening and my wife was crying. She's like, I want to go back to the city. So, <laughs> so that's, that's what we did. We headed back to, uh, we headed back to Sydney. And in 2012, we shipped off back to Ireland to because we had to be out of the country to get our permanent residency. So we we got married in Portugal. We headed down to the Caribbean, a little island in the Caribbean. I got a four month um, project management kind of carpentry role down there. We built a 3,000 square meter deck and a load of cabanas. It was it was living the ideal life. But it was it was when we were over there that we kind of got our heads thinking about um, a solution to the problem, which was the connection point in the construction industry. So um, when we did eventually get back to Australia after maybe six months gone in 2013, um, I, I was pretty clear in the in the fact that I wanted to start a carpentry company. So I had a really good friend here, John, um, he's, he's my friend from Ireland. So we got together and started a carpentry company called Ocean Carpentry. And I went on and did my builder's license. I thought, you know, that's the kind of natural progression for a carpenter here is to, to become a kind of residential builder. Hmm. So I, I got that builder's license. And from working with lots of residential builders around Sydney and stuff, we kind of, the two of us put our heads together and we're like, is this the kind of hardship that we want to take on, you know, the constant battling with homeowners to get that last payment and and this and that. So we spoke to a few other builders that we know and they kind of nearly talked us out of it. So what we decided to do was just focus on carpentry because it, it gave us a lot more control and just to focus on what we were good at and just to kind of grow, try and grow the business from there. But what that did was just throw up a whole, um, a whole other bunch of problems because when you're just focused on one trade, you know, you're never in a job more than, I'm going to say, two weeks to a month, you know, depending on the size of the job. If you're framing a house or if you're doing whatever, you know, it might yeah. only take you three weeks or a month. So we were we were constantly um, 
battling to get new contacts in the construction industry and like getting builders to give us a chance and you know we always found that once we once we kind of did get in with builders it, it was fine you know it was that like once you'd met them and once they'd seen your work and once once you know they kind of ticked a few boxes that that it, that it was easy so from there you know I, I was looking for solutions to problems and my my head was my head was constantly thinking you know on one hand you've got the problem of individuals being able to find work or uh, companies being able to find individuals, which we experienced even with, with our company, Ocean Carpentry, that when we were looking to hire guys, it, it was really hard. It's it's literally a handshake and a week's trial. And, you yeah. know, that's it's not really a great way to operate in, in this day and age, you know. We, <laughs> no. so yeah, so, so we kind of, what we thought was, you know, a platform where, individuals could put their best foot forward they could create a profile about themselves some pictures of the work you know they'd be able to upload all their licenses which connects verifies and as well as that you're able to rate each other much like uber or airbnb has done these days you know so if i work for as an individual if i was to work for a carpentry company here or a carpentry company there or you know they can give me ratings based on you know, the skill of my work, my attendance rate, all these kind of things. Um, so, so it's just it's just about giving guys a platform to, to put their best foot forward, which which isn't really there in the construction industry at the moment. You know, in the, the white-collar industry, you've got um, platforms like LinkedIn, where everybody has a profile and everybody knows exactly where everybody worked and what everybody did. And, you know, it's, it, it is really time that the construction industry became... A little bit more professional and, and and the tradies don't see themselves as you know a little bit lower they can they can be proud of all the work they've done and the licenses they have and the experience they have and use that to their advantage to 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 get going yeah but the, but the other kind of problem we saw with ocean carpentry was you know the the connection point between businesses to businesses because as the as ocean carpentry we didn't want to be working for homeowners, we decided to really just focus on, you know, working for builders and maybe getting some commercial carpentry contracts. But it was just that this wasn't the opportunity for us to to see tenders that were out there in the market and for us to say, look, this is something, there's a job in my area that I'd love to do. Or, you know, it, it is, there was a platform where, I could send a message to 10 builders in my area and say, hey, I'm Keith. I've got a company called Ocean Carpentry. I've got six guys working for me. We've got experience in this, this, and this. It'd be really great if you gave me the opportunity to quote on some work you've got coming up. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of, that That was the basis for um, us building Connect. And my my wife really kind of bought into it and could see the big opportunity so she she took the, the ball by the horns in 2014 and joined a co-working space in sydney called fish burners and um, which is just it it's a hub for startups where you can get together there's companies in here that do everything from artificial intelligence to machine learning to virtual reality to fintech there's a couple of other construction ones in here but the the Fishburners really gave us the platform to 
to explore the opportunity and to learn what it is to build a website. You know, I didn't have any experience in that and, and, um, and neither did my wife, but uh, in here she kind of met a technical guy and he, he became a co-founder. So there's now three of us um, in the business. And mm, right. Yeah. Yeah, cool, mate. So, mm. Keith, um, just to, I guess, you know, in a nutshell, what is the problem that you guys solve? You know, you've talked about ocean carpentry and some of the hassles that you guys had finding um, labor, uh, finding good yeah. subbies, and it's it's something that I hear tradies complain about pretty much all the time, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and business owners too, but, you know, obviously we're talking about that trade space is you can't get good people, you can't get good staff. So, mate, what is the problem you solve? Well, the biggest problem we solve and everything that we work towards is the connection points between whoever it may be within the industry as i said there where the connect platform is business to business only so it's it has individual trades it has subcontractors and it has general contractors so what we want to do is just connect these people directly for whatever it is they may be if it's a general contractor looking for roofing company he can send them that tender and they can just make that connection off they go yep. so we provide a really simple platform for general contractors um, to put tenders together and to send them out and to manage that um, whole pre-construction and tendering process um, so we can it, it's actually we designed it so simple to use for construction workers because that's what it needed to be. It just needed to be really easy to use. It needed to be easier to use than email so we can manage correspondence and simple messaging system between the parties. Um, just, just, just makes us a really valuable service. And another aspect of it is giving, as I said, giving the individuals a voice and giving them the opportunity to apply for jobs. So if you, if you, if you need to hire an electrician in wherever you can put up the job specs up there exactly what you need and then if i was an electrician i can see that job i can apply for it have a chat with you you can look at my profile so it kind of takes that you know that handshake and hey i'll give you a week's trial out of it yeah so so it's like a connection point before you even make a phone call or make an interview or, or set up an interview you know if i get 10 applicants for a job, I can see quite simply that, hey, this guy has experience only in commercial electrics. I'm looking for residential electrics. He might not be the guy for me. Okay, so we narrowed it down to two people. Mm. You know, so, so it's kind yeah. of like uh, it's kind of like Tinder for tradies. I suppose it's kind of like Tinder for tradies. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard that analogy before, but yeah. You can use that in your marketing if you like, Keith. I think I might. I think I might. <laughs> what you want, royalties? You just need to get the whole swipe left, swipe right thing going on. Swipe right, swipe left. <laughs> they, some of the tradies yeah. might need to put up different photos. Uh, I actually, you know. I've actually missed the whole Tinder area. I understand the swipe left and swipe right, but I, I don't know too much about Tinder. Mate, I've, I've, uh, I've never actually been on Tinder. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, you know. If you, if you met your significant other on Tinder, anybody out there listening, then that's, that's quite okay. We're not going to judge you. But, mm. uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess, you know, jokes aside, mate, it is that ability to screen um, people without the the lucky dip, 
approach that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's just the, the ability to screen people and just get a bit of an overview of them, I suppose, before you kind of make contact. Mm-hmm. So, Keith, talk to me a bit about, uh, you know, you've gone from being a chippy, essentially, or a carpenter, to mm. running a, an online business. Um, mate, what was the transition like? Um, I suppose the... It was, it, yeah, it was nerve-wracking, I have to say. It, were, it was absolute nerve-wracking. While, while it was kind of keeping within the same industry, they, they couldn't be more polar opposites, I suppose, because getting to understand a technology business, I was, I was always a very hands-on carpenter, and we're always... I had all the pet hates that everybody hated. I used to hate quoting, I used to hate doing the invoicing. I used to much prefer just being out there doing the work. So, um, yeah, for me, it was it was a huge learning curve, and it, it was it was really scary as well as the fear of of failure is an obvious one. Like I knew how to be a carpenter, I knew how to to uh, run a carpentry company, and to to take the jump. And to to say to like my really good friend and business partner of Ocean Carpentry, do you know what? Hey, we've had this, we've had this idea, and like he he, he obviously knew it had been going for a while. We we had it built, and we were kind of we'd done all the hard work getting it ready. But for me to say to him, you know, I'm going to take the plunge and go full time in this, which was it happened kind of late 2016. We actually got. Um, we got selected by Google for entrepreneurs to go to um, San Francisco, to Silicon Valley, um, to, to pitch our business at Google Demo Day as one of the most promising startups in Australia. So right. after that, I really like my eyes are really open to, to the size of the opportunities. So when we got kind of got back from that in late 2016, um. We had a long chat, and while it was a big risk, you know, because there was, we're essentially we weren't earning any money from Connect at that time, so it was still getting it off the ground. So, so we kind of put the, put aside money and said, look, we've got myself, and my wife said we have about six or eight months here. We'll put this money into it. We'll keep ourselves living. We give it all we got, but we'll try and do that time is get it off the ground and. And raise some funds, and if we can, we can, and if we can't, we'll we'll never die wondering. Yeah. So for me to say, turn my back on a business that I built up, I suppose it was it, it was really hard. Um, mm. And the, the 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 big contrast between working in a technology business, that I'm sure you'll know as well as as for me, I'm on mindset being a carpenter growing up. I get to work on a Monday morning. I've got a house to build. There's like two bales of timber on the ground. At the end of the day or at the end of the week, I can see what I've done. I don't know <laughs> if that make any sense. Oh, yeah. Yep. I can see what I've done. I can look back and say, well, it was a good week where, you know, so many days and so many weeks when you're kind of building a technology business, you can kind of look back and while you've got your computer in front of you, you can kind of look and see, like sometimes think what did I actually do this week and did it have any 
did it have any progress to us moving forward with the business you know so there's always so many unknowns with it where the the construction business is black and white you either built it or you didn't build it yeah it's it's either standing or it's not so how how did you you deal with that Keith how did I deal with that I suppose I had a lot of yeah I definitely had we we kind of joke um in here in Fishburners and definitely amongst the connects team that you know the startup life is a roller coaster you kind of have your ups and your downs and one day you're talking to somebody about signing an amazing deal and the next day your website crashes and you're 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 right down at the bottom so i think it's just it's really around the people you have around you if you can if you can get support from other people that have built websites and built technology businesses before they can kind of stir you spur you on to keep growing and um, we've obviously got a bit of a team here in connect so just obviously working with them and everyone keeping us going and having a seven week old baby now as well <laughs> that's that's really motivation to to kind of keep going yeah yeah uh, yeah absolutely mate. Yeah, i do think that as well i've always thought in life that you know fear and excitement there's, there's a fine line between them and sometimes they, they overlap and sometimes they're together. So if you can use your if you can use your fear as excitement and, and look at the opportunity and use that just, just to keep on going, I think it, it it's really important. Yeah, absolutely, mate. So you mentioned uh, you know, kids and family and those sorts of things. I mean what what have been some of the other driving forces behind um well starting and, and growing Connex? Um, I suppose the big driving force was was wanting to make a change and be part of something bigger. Um, I got some great advice years ago um, that, you know, the best businesses are always the ones that you don't have to put a, a dollar value on every minute. You know, if the, if the business can work without you, it's, it, it's amazing. I'm sure you... Yeah. understand that in, in your line of business as well and yep. you know i while i while i'll never forget how to be a carpenter well obviously the, there'll be new products and changes and stuff like that it that kind of alleviated some of my fear that you know i still had carpentry to kind of fall back on and mm. um, yeah so that's what drives me on just making making a big change in the industry and being able to help other people with the problems th- that I faced and you know I think that a connected a connected construction industry is a hell of a lot better than a fragmented one if we can really get if we can get everybody onto the one place sharing sharing their ideas kind of interacting for work just kind of opening up opening up their network and just being more open about everything i think it's really going to help us move help the whole industry move forward what the construction industry is the productivity is actually down in construction in comparison to the 1970s which is hmm. absolutely mind-blowing which is mm. yeah so I, I think in terms of technology construction is the second least digitized industry in the whole world the first being agriculture <laughs> so so there's, there's a huge there's a huge opportunity there for 
for progress in the construction industry and and yeah and just bringing people online i suppose yeah, yeah. it's kind yeah. of funny hearing you say that mate cuz uh you know, we're sitting here talking over Skype. I'm using some, uh, you know, sound recording equipment that's piped into my laptop and this will all go up in the cloud to go out via iTunes. My family are all builders and farmers. <laughs> They're pretty much the two least digitized industries in the world. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling... That's a sign of the times then if, if you can kind of come from that background and then become this become this kind of person who's involved in the whole technology industry and moving forward. Yeah. And and look, I love it, mate. And I guess for me, that's where there's some big opportunities for the trades, you know, if I make it a bit broader than just construction. But um, there is so much opportunity for tradies that are willing to pick up some of this stuff. And you don't have to be a techo genius to um, really to, to revolutionize your business. I mean, there's some very cool apps for job management and you know most people use something like zero or mile or whatever you know some cloud-based bookkeeping software um i'm looking at to-do list apps at the moment uh, i just like testing things out but when it yeah. comes to finding workers and i come back to that problem that you solve mate it's mm. it's like you know we've seen um services uh that connect consumers to trades but mm. yeah I, I haven't ever come across anything that connects you know trades to trades mate like you guys are doing so yeah exactly i mean what's what's been the the take-up rates and and the, the feedback from industry what's what's been the acceptance like yeah it, it's been really good it's been really good um there's actually there's a company in the states who do something similar they, they've been really heavily funded and they are really going from strength to strength i think they've raised like 50 million dollars or something outrageous wow. um but it, it kind of that just gives us the verification that look this is a huge problem like the biggest the biggest barrier to any construction company's growth is winning work yeah. Like if you don't if you don't win work, you haven't got a company. You haven't got a platform to move forward. So that's essentially what we're providing. We're providing a, a platform for you to come on, and it's it's everything pre-construction. So before you get yourself on site, if you need to hire guys, if you need to send out your tenders, if you need to get um, takeoffs done, well, that's actually a new service that we're looking to do with another um, Australian company from up uh, your neck of the woods. Actually, they're up in, they're up in Brisbane. They offer a takeoff service. So what we'll be looking to do, we haven't fully implemented it yet. And we're we're still just in discussions of how exactly it'll work. But if say building companies send out a carpentry tender to a carpentry company we can offer them the service where we will actually do the bill of quantities or the takeoff and just so that'll save them so much time in their quoting and and give them the opportunity to just focus more on, on the running of their business because it's every every subcontractor's pet hate is just <laughs> pricing you know yeah so yeah. If we if we, if we can give you a list of here's everything that needs to be priced just stick in your rates and send it back to the builder it's going to make it's going to make things a hell of a lot more efficient. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. And and uh, yeah, that whole 
quoting on work. Man, that chews some time. Uh, oh, it's it's the biggest time suck. Um, the biggest time suck there is, you know, because most people, and I'm sure most of your listeners can, can relate, but they they've got to run a company and they've got to manage the guys on site and they've got to be out there. I, I experienced it myself, and then your only time to quote is um, when you get home in the evening. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's the last thing you need, especially if you've kind of if you've got a family. I've actually learned that um, only recently. You know, I used to say, "Oh, I close my computer at five or six o'clock, cycle home, and think, oh, I've got another hour's work to do at home.'" I get home now, and there is absolutely no hope of me getting an hour to take my computer out of my bag. <laughs> yeah. I get handed a baby, and <laughs> that <laughs> shift change, mate. Shift change, yeah. So I've now completely learned that any work I have to do has to be done in work or in the office. So just it was just about giving, you know, giving subbies and giving builders a bit of time back. But again, it's like anything. You need to invest a little bit of time and have your mindset being open to, to trying something new to, to be able to move forward and be able to get some of that time back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. You'll understand. You've got to you've got to put in to get to get out. Yeah, and you have to value yourself. Um, you know, I have to value myself if I'm going to say that as an affirmation, mate. But uh, yeah. it's a great point you make, Keith. You know, you you have a baby. It's like things change and priorities change, and it's amazing how we're able to reprioritize when things like that pop up. Uh, you know, I've I've spoken on the show a little bit about um, you know my own personal situation, and I don't I don't get to see my uh, my daughter very often these days. But when I do, man, I'm I'm uh, I'm with her. You know, it's like I don't give a shit how much the phone's ringing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, you know, I'm focusing on what's important, and I think it's easy to do it when it's things that are quite obvious like that. But in our day to day work, in our businesses, it's I think, uh, you know, we just get caught in this trap that everything's important and so we just keep plugging away at everything and not mm. ever really being judicious enough with our with our time and our prioritization. Mm. Is it something uh, I wanted to ask you about, you know, being a, a tradie on the tools and transitioning from that into a very different business it's not like you've just gone from you know working on the tools in a trade business to running that same trade business you've completely yeah. jumped industries essentially yeah. um were there things from being a, a carpenter that's helped you in business mate um definitely definitely you can take over um aspects from one to the other and um I suppose one being that a business is like anything, and if you if you can compare if you can compare a business to a house, you know you've really got to get the foundations right and set yourself up for a success. And you know if, if when you're building a house, if the foundations aren't put in square or level, you know it just causes so many problems on the way up. So just just to be able to take that time. Um, getting things right at the at the base level which for us is the product you know making sure that it works making sure that when people come on they have a good experience because actually what we've really learned is 
you know, because in the tech, in the tech industry, people understand that like the website doesn't work. Oh, it, it's, they'll fix that today or tomorrow. It'll be back working. It'll be back working in no time. You don't get that opportunity when you're trying to convert a tradie who's been used to writing paper invoices or paper tenders <laughs> all his life. You know, if you if you can manage to get him to use your product and it doesn't work first time around. <laughs> You've lost that You're opportunity. Off. <laughs> You've lost that opportunity. He's going to go back to the site and say, "Ah, oh, I tried this new thing, and you know, bad bad news spreads worse than yeah. bad news spreads quicker than good news." That's right. Um, yeah, I suppose that's that's one of the things just getting getting it right and um, not really pushing it out to the market too much until you know it's right. If you can test it at a small level, it's pretty good. I suppose another really key thing that you take from site is, you know, when you're on site with the lads, you can have a real laugh. And that's generally, there is a lot of that through the day. You get your work done, but you're essentially a bunch of guys having a laugh. And if you can bring that into into the office environment as well, like it, it is really important. Um, one thing I brought to, to, to the team in here in Connects is, on Fridays, we used to always um, with Ocean Carpentry. We were actually quite different healthies, uh, quite different tradies. We were, we were used to trying to eat quite healthily, but on Fridays we'd have a day called Fat Friday. So I have brought that into the office. And <laughs> Fat Friday. We'll go out for a burger or something on a Friday, maybe a beer. That's awesome, mate. That's awesome. Yeah. So, mate, uh, I believe you secured some funding for connects recently we did we did um like i kind of touched on briefly earlier um in about it started 2017 i took the plunge and kind of gave ourselves six months eight months of a runway with money in our savings to give it an opportunity and it was probably maybe six weeks over the deadline that we'd given ourselves but we we kind of ex- exhausted a lot of options and we were getting a lot of feedback from investors that didn't really know too much about the construction industry you know they just look at your numbers and they're like oh come back to us when you've got this or come back to us when you've got that and your yeah. big growth but we were put in touch with uh, uh he's actually an irish guy but he's been here for 40 years and he's kind of involved in the construction industry in a, in a roundabout way but we were really just put in touch with him um, through a contact just to get some advice and I suppose it, there's an age old saying that says you ask for money you get advice you ask for advice you get money and we were really <laughs> we were really just asking him for advice to see if he could steer us in the right direction maybe get us um, in touch with a few of the bigger construction firms who are kind of looking at startups to get involved in technology like some of the kind of really big ones like Lend Lease and Langer Work and and those guys. But uh, when we ran him through the business, he was really excited and he said, "Look, I'll give you the kind of the investment you need to kind of to to get the product to the level you want, and um to to hire on a few guys and to to really give a go at it, this thing a go for the next twelve to eighteen to twenty four months." So yeah, it was a really um exciting opportunity and we're we're so thankful for that because it, it when you're building a 
technology business is not really like another business in that I have an apple, I buy it for 10 cents, I sell it to you for 15 cents, I make 5 cents. You know, it's not yeah. that black and white. No. And I think that's really trying really clear from the likes of like Uber or Airbnb. Uber is like the, such a massive company and they never never turned a profit, but they're worth $20 billion. Like, how does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. And but some they, of those they, some of those companies, I suspect, are going at it from a a capital uh, capitalization strategy where they're looking to build a business that you know has a market value because of their networks and their um, database and everything. You know that's worth something. You look at Facebook; like the value of Facebook is just in the database, essentially. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So those guys that I suppose the just just kind of flipping that on his head. The key to a good technology company is growth over revenue. And if you focus on revenue from day one, it's it becomes a major blocker because if every one user that comes on to connect, I'm trying to get as much money out of as possible, it leads to a bad experience and a lack of growth. So yeah. we getting investment has really kind of allowed us to to open up the product and just get people using it for free, you know, and just just get them using it, get it, get the growth, get them talking about it, and you know, obviously down the track, there there will be aspects of connects that will be really valuable that people will be willing to pay for. But at the moment, you know, the whole um, tender software, we just we just want companies to use it. It's completely free um, to use to send tenders within your own network um, of, of subcontractors. The, the only time that we charge at all is if you find that you actually need to get quotes from subcontractors out there that you, you don't know, then you can put your tender up on the open network. And that's just a simple $99 listing fee. Mm. So, so we're keeping all the kind of prices just super low at the moment, just to, just to get the, just to get the uptake and you know, just bring it back to your question about, about the investment without investments. There's no way you, you could be, you'd have the opportunity to do that. Mm. So, mm. What's the vision for Connex, Keith? The vision, the really big vision, is to be the standard digital profile of every construction worker and company in Australia and hopefully someday worldwide. Nice, mate. And, uh, yeah. you know, if you look at uh, where you are now compared to where you thought you would be or should be or wanted to be, like, uh, what's, the, what's the trajectory looking like, mate? Well, we... I don't think anybody is ever where they really want to be. You could always <laughs> be doing better, but I think bringing it back to that, you know, getting the foundations right, where we've been a little bit slow. I think anybody who's had any experience in website development will know that it's a slow process. No, and it's it's easy, mate. <laughs> it's just simple. watch it's just watch the ads for Wix and all that stuff. It's simple. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> so easy. <laughs> Especially when you're building like the tailored software um, and and kind of creating something new that's never been done before, and you know we've got to like create something and test it and see is that like we can see how people have gone through it and how they've used it. And you think, oh, maybe it's better to do it this way. Yeah. But I uh, know we're definitely kind of we're on path to getting to where we want to be, but we can always be doing better yep um, yeah so we have we have about six thousand registered profiles at the moment 
Okay. And we're, we obviously started mainly in Sydney and we kind of focused on the Sydney market, but we have um, in the last kind of few months really had a bigger uptake in Brisbane and Melbourne as well. We've actually started to see some uptake in Perth without really trying too hard to, to do it over there. People have kind of been finding us. Yeah, um, nice. yeah so I think things are going well from a high level. Great, mate. Great to hear. Now, I want to talk uh, some specifics about Connects before we uh, we wrap up, mate, and I'll let you go back and stare at a screen for the rest of the day. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, mate, give us give us the, 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 well, not the pitch so much, but how does this thing work? You know, wrap it up for us and, and what does someone do to go and actually start taking advantage of what you guys have got? Yeah, so... Like I said, we just want to connect individuals and contractors in the construction industry. Um, there's, there's three personas. So we have, you, you can register as an individual tradie, subcontractor, or a general contractor. And just to give you a quick run through here, I, I know most of your listeners are probably subcontractors or general contractors, but that might mean that they'll want to hire individuals. So for an ind- individual, they can create a profile for themselves free of charge they can add all of their construction information such as licenses insurances white cards experience references photos of past work and um from there you know if your guys say we're looking for an individual they can post a job and when that individual applies for the job they'll be able to see all that so that's it's worth just giving you a run through that aspect of it for your listeners and for a subcontractor which um, we is essentially say somebody who specifies in carpentry or electrical or whatever. So again, they can create a profile for themselves completely free of charge. I, I advise that to be the first step that they take because there's there's no um, obviously there's no charge and there's nothing mm. bad that can ever come of it. Um, from there, they can advertise available positions to hire individuals, or equally, they can search for new work in the tender section. And they can also receive invitations to quote on jobs from builders. Mm. And like I mentioned briefly earlier, we're looking to offer a takeoff service for them as well. So they'll be able to just simply upload the plans to connect or we'll potentially already have the plans. And then we can just provide them with a bill of quantities so they can just stick their own rates on it. And because obviously the rates in Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, if you're in a rural area, they're going to be completely different. So we don't, we don't, we won't be getting involved in supplying here with any rates. But every subcontractor will know their own rates. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and then if we kind of move on to the the top of the funnel, which is the general contractor, which is um, a service for builders. So again, they can create a completely free, uh, free profile, and they can create, send, and receive tenders. They can do it within their own existing network of subbies so they don't ever have to pay for anything or put it out onto the public network. Or if they're looking to get quotes from new subcontractors, they can put it out there onto the network. Um, yeah, so we've built this software that's easier to use than email. Um, and it's just managing everything that you need to do pre-construction. And um, again, we're going to be looking at in the near future, opening up the network completely, but also uh, getting suppliers involved as well. So we'd be able to give you like the best quotes possible for um, for the materials that you need as a result of getting the bill of quantities or the takeoffs done. 
is. So it's just going to save you so much time and hassle. Mm, that's awesome, mate. Mm. Well, look, uh, I have had a bit of a sticky beak at it, mate, and it does look very, very cool. I mean, I, I, companies like uh, HI Pages and, and Service Seeking, those guys have been around for ages. But as I said before, they're about connecting consumers with trades. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's one of the biggest problems I come across uh, in my, my work as tradie wingman of helping businesses grow Um so is that finding staff and you know in a lot of cases that's permanent hires but even finding subcontractors is really challenging because you just as you said earlier Keith you just don't know it's it's that that potluck yeah well again there that brings us back to the vision if we can get every single individual and subcontractor on this one central platform won't it make life a hell of a lot easier for everybody absolutely mate so, a um, couple final questions for you, Keith. Uh, do old tradies ever die, mate? Do old tradies ever die? Can you elaborate on that one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm not old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you, Do you think tradies ever stop being tradies, mate? Like, like, will you ever see yourself as anything other than a tradie who's, you know? gotten into a digital business or or will you just see yourself as a you know a digital entrepreneur and once upon a time you used to be a chippy um no that clears it up definitely i think you're you're dead right in saying all tradies will never die i think yeah i i loved being a carpenter and i kind of got into it because you know i loved the outdoors and making things and it was just yeah, it was a passion of mine, and I, I think if once a tradie, always a tradie, because like I'm going to have houses in the future and build mm. houses, and yeah. I don't know, I'm sure all your listeners can relate, but you know, when you're in that restaurant with your wife or your friends, and you're kind of looking around and you're noticing <laughs> things that are just, you're noticing things that are done badly, or like, yeah. oh, I was doing it that way. Why did he do it that way? You know? Yeah, yeah. So, it's so like. Yeah, that's, that's Jeez, look at that! Look at that wall over there. It's so out of plumb. Who put that bloody thing up? Exactly, exactly. Jeez, <laughs> if, if you had it taken ten more minutes and like drilled out, <laughs> would have made that so much better. Yeah, yep, mate. I do that, and I'm not even. I've never been a uh, a qualified tradie. I just hung out with the old man and laboured for him until I was a teenager. So uh, yeah, yeah, I I uh, can't help myself, mate. But uh, yeah, same. My wife's always giving out to me. She's like, "Who cares about the second way to jib rock and so on?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I do it. Uh, I'm I'm renting at the moment, and mate, this house drives me nuts because they did a really crappy reno on it, and and I'm forever complaining about you know the way the doors stick because they didn't put the jams in properly, or yeah. you know all that sort of stuff. Or there's you know there's a bit of uh, dry rot in some of the timbers because you know they didn't design the the entrance very well, and mm. yeah, my partner loves it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> mate, <laughs> the other question I got for you, Keith, is ask most of my guests this: if you had a thousand tradies in a room, what would be one piece of advice you'd love to leave them with, mate? Um, I suppose just giving it from my own perspective is just embrace technology. It really needs, it's there to help us all. If it can make your life easier, you know, you've got to jump on board with it. Like there's, um, 
the, the most dangerous phrase in business is we've always done it that way. You know, you can't, it, it's not good enough. You've got to like embrace what's new, be open to just change and ways of doing business. Otherwise you'll just be, be left behind. You know, if other people are doing it and getting the competitive advantage, they're just going to be ahead of you. So yeah, my, my, my advice would be that, constantly look into what's out there to help your business grow and you know while connects might not be perfect for your business there is other apps out there at the moment construction technology in australia is absolutely booming and it's seen as one of the 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 main hubs in the whole world for construction technology because the industry is um is booming so much here Mm. so yes make sure and get involved and embrace technology Get on it. Good advice, mate. Now, Ooh. if listeners want to find out more about what we've been banging on about, uh, Connex Jobs, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, yeah, if the best way to do it is just to jump on the website. We actually have a live chat just on the – it'll pop up in the bottom bottom right-hand corner. It, it's, it's my face pops up on it. it. If it's not me, it'll be one of the other guys sitting beside me. <laughs> um, www.connectjobs.com, C-O-N-X-J-O-B-S.com. Um, yeah, so just jump on there, ask me a question, um, drop your phone number or email in there, and we'll make contact, and we'll do our best to help you and run you through how to use it. It's it's built by tradies for tradies, what we always say, so we're hoping that you find it super easy to use, but if you do have any problems, we're here to help. Maybe maybe one of your taglines, Keith, could be easier to use than Tinder. Easier than you use than <laughs> Tinder. I like it. Like it. <laughs> You're going to race out and set up a Tinder profile after this, aren't you? I am, I am. Just to see how it works. An attractive Irish lad, uh, you'd, you'd probably go pretty well on Tinder, mate. <laughs> mate, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. It's been a great chat and a great insight too into, I guess, you know, you've had a, a fairly... Um, I wouldn't say colourful past, but, you know, moving from Ireland to Australia and, and doing a stint on an island, um, yeah. not Ireland, but, uh, yeah. and then jumping into a tech business, mate. It's, it's been uh, been fascinating to hear about your story, mate, and, and I think it's a wonderful um, service that you guys have set up and are bringing to the, to the construction industry. So well done on that, mate, and hopefully uh, big things to come or continue to come for all of you. So thanks again all for right. your time, buddy. Thanks so much for having us. And I didn't, um, I, when, you, when you think about your own story, you always think it's not really that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, as I said to you in our emails prior to this episode, mate, not a big fan of the sound of my own voice. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's like our own story. It's like, yeah, it's not that interesting. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, oh, thanks so much for having me. It was awesome uh, to be on here, and I hope uh, it helped some of your listeners. I'm sure it will, mate. Thank you. So there you go, Keith from Connex Jobs. Go check them out. You'll find them on Instagram, Facebook, uh, and on the interwebs at www.connexjobs.com.au. Great chat with Keith. Looking forward to some big things from those guys and looking forward to some big things from you too. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Hooroo. You've been listening to The Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell. Want to get off the tools and into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.